Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right. Let's talk Kamala Khan. Woo-hoo. Yes, Miss Marvel. So we're definitely going to be focusing on the miniseries on Disney+. Plus Because one of us hasn't read the comic, and that one of us is not me. Yes, I... Hey. Yes, I am a host of a Batman-themed podcast. How dare I not read oh, Marvel comics? Whatever. I'm just saying, you threw that shade first. You threw that shade. <laughs> it's really good, though. I... I'm going to read it. it. I, I will. Read it a- All right. Sure you will. Mm-hmm. I will. So, so it's one of the uh, eight Marvel comics that I own. Um, well, actually, I, I meant to... I meant to get the originals, but I think I got, I don't know, there's, you know, how they do it. It's like her origin story, and then there's her initial comics. I don't know how these things work, but uh, my friend had a bunch of them, and I I really enjoyed it. Um, Although, I have to admit, I kind of liked that they changed her origin story, because it was a little muddled in the comics, and really the part that you love is her and her family and maneuvering, becoming a superhero and just her personality. So yeah, all the important stuff, in my opinion, they, they kept in the show. Good. I, I loved this show. It had, I feel like it had so much heart and it was one of those where even though it was still that standard, the whole world is at stake. Hmm. It still just felt down to earth. It kind of reminded me of like Spider-Man, right? Like with Spider-Man, it's like one of those things like, yeah, the villain is maniacal and there's some wild stuff going on. But at the end, it's overall, it still feels like a movie or a show about a neighborhood. Like it's not global. I would would totally agree with that. In fact, my I, I really enjoy the show. My negative commentary is actually the plot around the villain and, you know, the the kind of conflicts that she deals with as a superhero, because to be honest, they felt a little, a little rushed and a little kind of haphazard, but they weren't, I don't think they were meant to be the main theme of the show. And so it kind of makes sense to me that they seemed a little bit kind of second glance because um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I definitely think it's about the community. It's about family. It's about, yeah, kind of that that Spider-Man vibe. Um, yeah, I I really, so I think when this came out is when people were really starting to grow tired of the MCU. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a, um, there was, it was definitely, it came out at, bad timing but at the same time that being said there is an issue i feel like with nerddom where they don't give certain things a chance because of how it looks at first glance there is some i'll say it toxicity there Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people did not watch it just because it didn't fit what they thought and it wasn't for them yeah. I think that was part of it too is I I think it it was also something that was most specifically targeting Kamala Khan's generation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh trying to hit younger folks and um yeah, so I mean she's she's a Muslim, she's yes. a female character, she uh, has the Pakistani background. There are all these things that personally I found super wonderful and intriguing. And I want I want my entertainment to inform me and help me 
connect with and understand better people that are different than me. But I, I agree yes. with you that, well, one, you've got the nerdum that says, why isn't it exactly like the comics? Right. Uh, so there's the, you know, those people, but I, I think there's also people who struggle with the fact that honestly, a lot of this stuff is, is meant to represent and show people who have dealt with adversity. I mean, people in Star Trek, for example, I know you don't know Star Trek, but I have a, <laughs> I have a coffee mug <laughs> that when I work, I turn the other direction so people can't read it, but it's, uh, it's another example of some of this toxicity that can come out. And so it's essentially the uniform for Captain Janeway and it says male tears on it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it's because here you are, you're in Star Trek. Um, the first interracial kiss on TV and all these other uh, things that that really push people forward and people complained about female captains. Yes. So, yeah, we nerds, you know, some sometimes, yeah, we're a group that can struggle with um, letting in new people. Which is so strange to me because that's our humble beginnings, right? Yeah. yeah like yeah. we're we were like it's being a nerd used to be kind of being an outcast right like mm -hmm. oh that's weird or that's bizarre like it's just like uh Juan said in one of our episodes like it was something where like you used to almost keep it like a secret oh right right yeah. you used yeah. to almost keep it like a secret like oh I'm not gonna do this but now it's what's so strange about it is n nerddom has become pop culture but when it becomes so mainstream, unfortunately, you get everything with that, right? You get mm -hmm. the racism, you get the sexism, you get the Islamophobia, you get the toxic mm -hmm. masculinity, you get all of those things suddenly when it becomes more than people in a comic book store talking, when it becomes like, mm -hmm. and... I'm going to argue all that stuff was there. Yeah. It was already there. Yeah. Well, no, I guess what I mean is, I guess, all right, so I do believe you. It was already there, but I think that once there was a soapbox to stand uh, on, I see, I once, hear what you're once the movies started coming on TNT, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, Spider-Man comes on TNT now. Like, what? Like, that's crazy, right? But, um, yeah, once it was at that level, there was a, like I said, you kind of got like those nerds that had a soapbox and they're like, well, this is how things should be. And it's like, mm, no. Well, well, some of the interesting kind of oddities and I, I don't fully totally understand it, but like in science fiction and fantasy writing, for example, you actually often have these extreme camps. You have the super diverse, never fit inside of a box. Understandably, they have this like intricate, creative kind of outlook and then you also you have some actually very conservative minded folks um as well within this encampment um, and i think sometimes we think of all of the stretching and encouraging um the world to embrace uh the people on the outskirts as as everyone within science fiction fantasy but there's um yeah, there, there's just a whole span of all of us. And I, I see what you're saying, though, where now that it's mainstream, you hear some of this stuff a little bit more. Um, but I mean, I've told you before, like, it, you know, like being a woman in a comic book store, it still is something that we if if you picture if you think of someone into comics, you picture a girl or a boy. I mean, you you, you picture a certain gender. You really do. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's always those, those nuances, but I, I love her character. I do too. Um, I and love yeah. how it really gives you this, this look at this just really wonderful human being. And you can either really connect to her and finally say, look, here I am on the page. Or you can say, wow, uh, and really embrace the learning experience and and connecting with a character who can see, help you see a more expanded world you know and to touch on that expanded world i have to say like as far as 
the MCU goes, I don't think I've walked away feeling educated about something the way that Mm. I did with this show. Because I'm not going to lie, there was so much I didn't know about Islam. There was so much Mm. I didn't know about the history of Pakistan and like... I had honestly, and I felt so ignorant while I was watching it that I went on like a deep dive after finding out about the partition of India. Yep. Um, that uh, her family's her family's like ancestors were involved in, like her great grandparents were involved in, and everything. And I had never heard of that, and Mm -hmm. I was just my jaw was on the floor, and I mentioned it to some friends of mine uh, that have a similar background with Kamala. And they told me all of these stories. They told me so many stories about what their grandparents, great grandparents went through with the partition of India Mm. and how nightmarish it was. And I just, I felt really bad because I'm like, how did I, how did that never get talked about? Like, I'd never heard of that. I don't remember hearing about it in high school. What's bad about that is I didn't remember hearing about it in high school, but I also took AP classes and placed out. So I didn't have to take history classes in college. And I'm like, I wonder if I would have heard about it in college. Possible. And also, actually, when we were in high school, so I think we were both nerdy and, like you said, took AP history classes. Um so I remember AP U.S. history. Mm-hmm. I think there was a European history. Yes. But that was the only. What, o- yeah. what other ones were there? Yeah, those were the two. Those were the those so, were the AP AP. Ones. No wonder. <laughs> However, no, this is why I don't give it a pass because. Oh, I'm not giving it a pass because the whole partitioning thing. Yeah, that was all <clears throat> uh, Britain <throat> had a hand in it. So oh, European countries had a hand in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. So I I'm like, no, I should we should have and, and I want to be clear. This. That's not me giving it a pass. That's me right. saying, wow, we're we weren't we weren't even trying to make it seem like we were looking from more perspectives. But <laughs> like let's it's, keep this Western. And it's so it's so interesting because I just I remember like cuz when when 9 when 911 happened I was a mm. fresh I was a freshman in high school. Mm. And and so I remember all of the Islamophobia that came after. Yeah. September 11th. It was so horrible even though and honestly and even back even then I was like this is really horrible and it was but it was just it dominated culture and it was just widely accepted and it was and it was so horrible and the thing is a lot of those attitudes that were around back then that we cringed at they're still around now yeah they're still around now and so there were quite a few people there was some very nasty things on the internet when this show was even released this, Just, is, this is one of those yeah. times where I'm kind of grateful that I don't like to live in the comments sections of anything. Yes, and I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. You've got you've to gotta create a protective... But so I here's, do. here's the irony I find in attacking these stories and these characters. My theory, because, theor- you know, we say that, you know, superheroes don't exist, but my theory is that if we think about the context of superheroes, actually having adversity, so being from a marginalized group of some sort, for example, or having a disability or um, you know any of these things that create adversity, especially in these kind of larger threads that they kind of hint at in this storyline, I actually think that that makes you better at adapting to getting superpowers and being able to maneuver that situation better. I mean, she even, there was, uh, there were like a few quotes from her that I think really hit on this really well. She was like, um, when she was told she had a mutation, um, she said, eh, whatever it is, it'll just be another label. 
right? So she has this kind of <laughs> sense of the different labels that people try and put on you and how to maneuver those really difficult situations. Yeah. And she also says to Kamran when um, he's kind of struggling with his kind of new power set, and she's like, there is no normal, not for us. We just do the best with what we've been given. Yeah. I, I really do think that that they show, first off, why family and community is so important when you deal with a world that automatically looks at you as suspect or stereotypes you or puts you in these cruel boxes, um, but then also just shows, I don't know, a, a wonderful embracing and and growth of a superpower that really and truly, I think that it's just so ironic to beat down a character like this when this is the quintessential just th this is where a true superhero one of the best is going to grow out of yes because you know she has such a phenomenal support system with her family and mm -hmm. what's so interesting is you see both sides of it you're like okay her family needs to trust her yeah. but she also needs to trust her family, right? Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where kind of learning about it, like especially her, it's particularly her relationship with her mom, oh, yeah. right? Because the mom was just all about like, you're not wearing this out. This is what you should be mm -hmm. doing and just thumb on her. And it was all about protection. But yeah. there's so many times that protection can get it it goes too far to the point where like, okay, the person you're trying to protect, you're keeping them from living, right? Or you're they're, keeping them, or you're yeah. pushing them toward rebelling. Yes. And both kind of happened in, yes. in this scenario. And and there there these things can go to an extreme where it's bad. And that wasn't I mean, clearly her mom was loving. This was more kind of a culture clash and teenage daughter versus mother kind of friction boomers um, and gen z going at it <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i it was would her mom be boomer i i or feel like gen it's X? i don't know how old she is i feel like it's the cusp yeah i don't know where that yeah i don't know where that line is but yeah this dang gen and she's she's definitely gen z right she's not yeah. gen what's the next one alpha yeah, no, I think she's Gen Z. I think she's Gen Z. Okay. Yeah. I think I so. I don't I don't know for sure. I don't know the cutoffs, but I mean, yeah. All we, I know is we're millennials, so we're old now. I was about to say we we all get lumped in together by anyone in their like fifties anyway. So like they just mix us all in. <laughs> we're millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, like yeah, we're just bad. <laughs> yeah. We're just we're just bad and ruining the economy that they made, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all our fault but yeah now we can't get houses but that that's a different story for <laughs> a different day right this is yeah. a comic book podcast nothing go. that should be focused in reality nothing that should <laughs> be blatantly a representation of society right like comic books are just <laughs> supposed to be completely made up with no basis for anything at all and that's why so many people were so angry about Miss Marvel because well, how dare them! <laughs> and so the interesting thing is, though, it so okay, and we've talked about this before, um, but you know, representation can happen in a few different veins, and and yeah, so there are times when a story is about the culture or about certain things within the culture, and then there are times where it's about the character. But because it's about the character, there are these things about culture that are woven in. Yeah. And I and, and and I truly believe Miss Marvel was that that latter one, the one that is about the character and the culture woven in. However, because we aren't used to our mainstream entertainment weaving in that culture. Right. I think for some people, they feel like they were getting beaten over the head with an education or that it was that that first one I described, the one where it's all about the culture or um, 
something a- about that group. And I do, really don't think that's what this is. I, I really saw it as this is about a character. It's just her cultural background and the things that were woven in. It didn't seem so subtle because it's not what we're used to seeing on TV in this country. Well, and what's so, but what's so frustrating about that is because the reason we don't get, we we're not used to it is because it doesn't get shown, you know, right. because I mean, you look at her culture, right? And you you show them going to the mosque. You show them celebrating Eid the same way they show Daredevil walking through a Catholic church, the same way that they show uh, us celebrating the, the 4th of July. They're the mm-hmm. same things, but because... Yeah. You've only seen one thing. You're not open to another side of it. And and that's what is so unfortunate because now you you see a show like this and you're getting all this education about some about a culture that you didn't know. And there's several ways to react to it. Either you can say, oh, this is being shoved down my throat, even though you bought the Disney Plus subscription and you press play um (laughs) or you get the reaction which was closer to mine where oh my god i can't believe i didn't know that and i go down the deep end of wikipedia and stay up which is so cool way too late which is because i'm like i want to hear about it and i'm gonna probably message my friends way too late at night but they'll see it in the morning and tell me about it more and uh but yeah and so it's it's really it's really really upsetting that so many people don't know about this show, don't know about how good it is simply because they got turned off of it and call and use the word woke in the wrong way like yeah. most people do. Now, to be fair <laughs> to some people out there, I know plenty of people who that's not the reason they didn't see it. So I know for some people they grew tired right. of MCU I won't, and I don't want to stereotype. You're right. And, uh, there are uh, some people are just getting burned out on MCU in general. Yes. Um so that you know, we're not saying that if you didn't see it, you're <laughs> there's no. an issue with you, um uh, but there is. No. <clears throat> uh but no. Uh <laughs> I, I I totally I totally, you know, un- understand where you're coming from. And I-, I know you and I see it in-, in the same vein. And, you know, I think part of it, too, is there's a discomfort and almost a um, confusion. Uh, it-, it can actually feel wrong in some ways, I think. Um, t- you-, you can be used to all the stories being about you or being more relatable to you. Um, so I I can understand in some veins. So as, as a person who is white, like I can understand, like sometimes I see things and it's uncomfortable and it's not because it's wrong, but it's because I don't know about this and this is foreign to me and it's not done for me and it's not a bad thing, but it's uncomfortable. Uh, and I think honestly, part of that is it's not my fault. It's not the the people who made its fault it's just the reality that there has been the majority voice the majority representation kind of like how you know if it's a female character then i'm like oh wow okay Uh, sometimes i connect with that and i realize it's been missing right so i i do think part of it too is there i mean in some ways there is kind of a loss that comes with like hey this it's not no longer my story most of the time, or this isn't meant made for me. And you're not used to that. Um, But I think an important piece is finding a way to sit with that and be uncomfortable and try and find a way where it's like, okay, this isn't meant for me. And let me not get in the way of the people it's meant for. And like you said, also, Hey, time for a wiki deep dive time for me to Time for me to kind of understand someone else's voice. I think it's also a super cool opportunity. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, and I'm definitely have a lot to say about this show. Cause I know we, we have kind of gotten on mm. a big overarching thing, which is very important, but I do think it is 
also one of those things where, like you said, representation is so important. But people still, even with representation, they'll do the wrong thing with it. It's like you almost had it. You almost had it. Like I remember, (laughs) and they did it in, um, they did it in, in, there was a season of Stranger Things where they do it when all the kids dress up as uh, the Ghostbusters. But the exact Mm -hmm. same thing happened to me as a kid. We were all playing Ghostbusters on the playground, and I always had to be, Winston yeah. Zettimore. They're like, oh yeah, well you're Winston, right? Because, because ellipsis, <laughs> because, <laughs> dot dot dot. Or if we're playing Power Rangers, oh yeah, you're Zach, the Black Ranger, because, mm. dot it's kind dot of like dot. When you're trying to describe someone so people know who it is, and you're like, do I just say it's the person who's a different race than everybody else? Right. In the group? Yeah. Right. And so, but it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, I was happy for the representation I got in the show, but it is weird how after that, oh yeah, well you're, you're clearly that guy because, well, Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then there was the piece of representation at first. A lot of times was you were still, you were in the background. You were there. You were always, I'm universal. You not keen you, but, uh, you were the sidekick you were and oftentimes it was kind of the most familiar stereotype you know like the the nerdy asian kind of thing mm-hmm. is is one common one um and so it's been nice to put some of these characters that were often once they were included tended to be on the sidelines um still in the background to a certain degree put them in the forefront and also just make them like everybody else, right? Because right. that's the, I think that's the key too, right? Representation, it takes time and it takes a variety of characters. It's not just a black guy here and then wait a little while. Okay, there's a black guy over here too. Because, yeah, then this situation you're talking about happens. There really needs to be just much more opportunities for just yeah. the interweaving of a lot of different stories mm-hmm. and characters. And I mean, this is all the stuff that all the actors were complaining about at what was it? The Oscars. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, I mean, we're not bringing up anything new here. Yeah. But, um, but this character, she's, she's so interesting because it, and I do, I, as a teacher, I do love like whenever they show, the stress that middle schoolers, high schoolers that they actually go through because it is such a nailed it with her. They nailed it. That just so uncomfortable and you have a crush (laughs) and you're not even seeing that someone has a crush on you and you're just hanging out with your best friend and just geeking out together. Like they, they just do such a good job of showing this is a regular person. And And she kind of like has this sporadic jumping around kind of energy to yes. her that's just you can so relate to from, you know, being younger. And yeah, yeah I agree. They yeah, nailed that. They, they did such a good job with that. And they did such a good job of showing like how she interacts with all of these different people. But I, I mm-hmm. also love how open her best friend is. Like everything that all the different festivals they go to and everything, he is completely supportive and sure, I'm going to wear this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to this. And I know that like he does have a crush on her and he does like her, but it does seem like they're good enough friends that he would still be doing that even if it weren't the case. And I just, I really, really uh, liked that uh, about about his character, the way he just kind of rolls, he just yeah. kind of rolls with everything. He really is just—he's the, the best. He really is he's a great guy. Fantastic. What is his name? Bruno? Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just remember Comron kept getting his name wrong. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I kept calling him Brian. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. But it's yeah, Bruno. it's Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. Um. Yeah, I did love his character and how. Yeah, he. Just like you were saying, I mean, just like we're talking about, it's not, oh, look at my Muslim friends or look at my Pakistani friends. It's like, hey, here's a family that actually embraced a kid who didn't really have a family that he could connect to on his own. 
same on their side too, right? They didn't yeah. see him as someone separate. Um, yeah, it, it was. And, you know, I, I wonder if it was meant to be kind of a representation in a way of trying to welcome in, uh, like I was saying before, some of these folks that maybe are used to the stories being about themselves and being like, hey, you're still welcome. Join mm-hmm. us. I, I'm thinking, I'm realizing this. Just to, uh, that's pretty genius, kind of what they did there. I, I like the. Yeah, it, it's almost symbolic of probably what they hope to do with a, a lot of the people who are probably used to being the ones in the center of the comic book story. Yeah, like, come along for the ride. We're happy to have you. Yeah, and there was such, but there still is just such a good balance of. Yes, this is a superhero show, but also, yes, this is the reality. Like when Kamala first gets her powers and the government agency recognizes it. And uh, I think one of the government agents is talking about how their their mosque, because of who they are, is Mm -hmm. already under surveillance by the FBI and the CIA and all these other three letter organizations just because they're Muslim. And so they, 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 I, I just, I really liked the way that they did a good job of just showing like what life is like being different in this country. Yes. Like when they, they come in and they ask for their IDs and before they can finish every single person in the room has their ID up because they were ready for it. Yeah. I would never, I wouldn't, that wouldn't have occurred to me. Yeah. Right. It's a whole. Yeah, uh, there was a really good, I think, representation. And once again, I didn't feel like it was beating me over the head by any means. It's just like these are very real things no, coming this is up real. for these people. Um, just like, you know, her her other best friend who has her head wrap. And, you know, she talked about um, being too white for some people, being too brown for other people and mm-hmm. just trying to kind of find her way in who she was was just very. God, yeah, it, it it's just such a good, they do such a good job of hitting on so many of those things that happen when you're around that age that's yeah. going on. And then they, and then you throw in the superpowers just to complicate life. Yeah, that that's what's, a, it's it's just like we were talking about when we um were chatting about Gen V. Like, wow, being a uh, freshman in college is already hard well, as is. But then, yeah, just throw some superpowers in there and mix it up, make it a little bit better. And so, and that's what happens with her. But I also love with this that like something that is a bit different is not only is she gaining her superpowers and learning to use her powers, but she's also, in order to do that, she's learning so much about her past and her history. Right. And I did really love that because it was just one of those things where it, who you are is so heavily based off of the past. And it might not even be something that you are, that you are aware of, mm-hmm. but it did make you who you are. Absolutely. Today. Right. There's and so, so much, you know, intergenerational things that happen. I mean, they found that, I mean, think about, I think the most obvious is, your life is impacted by how you're raised, which is impacted by how they were raised and impacted by how the generation before and before and before. Mm-hmm. But even genetically, biologically, yeah, I mean, I'm telling the science guy over here, but I mean, they, they've seen that um, these major events, things like starvation or trauma or other things that are, are they've somewhat been easily been able to pinpoint it actually you see it down the line and it and it can change things genetically for people yeah it, it it's it's so powerful what can happen across generations even and like you said things that you're not aware of mm-hmm. and it's so cool how like you said they they wove it was woven in for her being able to understand her powers she had to better understand herself right. and that meant she had to better understand her family and yeah that is it is just so cool and interesting um in the comics 
they also kind of have some stuff that's really cool. I mean, she's got these like they're weirder and funkier powers. Like yeah. she gets all she can get all stretchy and she can like change to look like different things. So she actually looked like Captain Marvel at one point, and that's where the Miss Marvel came from in there. And they also did some really cool things about connecting how she looked at herself and dealt with things and how it related to her powers. I think that's one of the really compelling things about her character is the time frame. They hit her at just one of those really poignant developmental moments that we all, I think, strongly connect to. And they just, yeah, the interweaving of her family and, and her identity and her powers is just so interesting. Yeah, but she and she handles it all extremely well. Mm-hmm. Like given Agreed. everything going on, she handles it all at like way better than we've seen other heroes handle it. I'll say, I like, te- it's, I'm telling you, adversity sets yeah. you up well to adapt. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Um, because it's not her first. It's not our first time around the block being different, you know, standing out, having to figure out how do you blend in or how do I maneuver the situation? Um, and and she's kind of been a misfit. Uh, mm-hmm. When she goes to Pakistan, what what do her cousins call her? An ABCD? An American-born confused Desi, I think is what it's called. Yeah, and yeah. So and and they hit on her like not being able to handle the spice over there and some other things like she there are these things she was already a misfit she mm-hmm. already struggled to figure out her place in the world she she had her few people she could like rely on um her friends and whatnot um but yeah the powers she was already trying to figure out all that stuff and so yeah. i i think i truly believe that's part of how she was able to kick butt so quickly yeah, and you know, and it's one of those things too where the same way that you might feel betrayed by someone in high school, like something that's mm. as an adult, you feel like it's much smaller. Ah, in okay. hindsight, mm-hmm. in hindsight it feels much smaller when it fir- when it happens to you then, it's the worst day of your life, right? Oh, yeah. But the same way that that could happen to you in high school, it happens to her when she meets um, the clandestines and and mm, um, yeah. the head she betrays her and and tries to kill her. But it's yeah, that woman didn't give her much of a chance. Yeah, that was not 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 the smartest villain. Not the smartest. Not I'll say not the smartest villain, but at the same time, um, I think she's one of those that showed that like tunnel vision is not always a good thing. That's fair. That's that's a nicer way. Of, that that's probably a actually a better way of putting it because she was it's she wasn't she was actually she seemed like a smart person. I mean, yeah. she was figuring out a lot of things. Um, but yes. She was not patient or maybe her patience had run out because who knows how long. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Right. Um, And also strikes me as the kind of person who um, she felt kind of like a, a general in wartime or something. Right. So there's probably a lot going on underneath the surface, but a very stern exterior. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, and- that's that's fair. And she was also someone that dealt in absolutes. Like until mm. Kamala spoke to her, she just yeah. disavowed her son. She was like, all right, either you're completely with me or you're completely against me. And she and like a lot of villains, only seeing in black or white and not seeing yeah. that shade of gray that's oh, yeah. in the middle that really is what it is. Because it's not like Kamran didn't love his mom. He just, this was his life, and he didn't want to destroy the planet, right? And she's, and, but she's only focused on, we need to go home. We need to go home, and that's the only thing that matters. The end, 
it still breaks right back down to on the other side of that. Kamala's mom and how she's talking to her, and what she's telling her, what matters. And it's like, OK, you're not leaving me any room for negotiation mm. here. Like you're like, oh, it's a cosplay contest, but I don't care. Here's what you're going to wear. And um, and, you know, and like, oh, this fantasy, this all these fantasy and stories that you're thinking of. And it's like, but that's so important. And you're telling her not to do that. And, however, yeah. However, I I do also think the storyline shows that Kamala could have found a way to show her mom why these things were important, right? So her mom says, "You can go. Your dad's gonna go with you. Look, I created this costume for you." Yeah. There was no actually. There's you know, there's actually a costume I already have, and da da da. And I mean, like, look, girls working with some hormones, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So this this is not me saying, like, oh my God, Kamala, what's wrong with you? It's more these things happen all the time. And and like you were saying before, things run hot and it feels like the biggest thing in the world. And um I I think it really showed as things progressed through the show how everybody was actually on the same side. Right. But they didn't realize they were on the same side. Yes. And it, I think it all comes down to communication because, mm. you know, throughout everything, it was like, yeah, they were butting heads with each other, but they were clearly on the same team. Even when um her her friend was upset with her that she didn't tell her that she was. Oh, Nakia. Yeah. The the hero. Even while she was angry with her, she was helping her the entire yeah. time. She's like, all right, we're going to hide you out. We're going to figure out this plan. We're going to do this. And me and you are going to talk about this later. But girl, I love you. Right. Yeah. And it's communication is such key. And so many times it's it's almost like a trope in movies and TV shows now. Like, oh, all you had to do is just communicate something to them. <laughs> like even when she pulls the fire alarm at her brother's wedding. Mm. Even if you don't want to tell them, by the way, I have superpowers, just say, hey, there's some people here that don't yeah. mind murdering people. I pulled the fire drill for that. I pulled the fire yeah. alarm for that. Like, that's why yeah. I did it. Don't. Know, but yeah. don't just say. Uh. <laughs> right. Like something. Now, all this being said, Keaton, how long would it take you to forgive me if you found out I had superpowers and I did not tell you? I'd honestly probably forgive you pretty quickly. I would probably forgive you pretty quickly just because I can be pretty neurotic and 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 worry about things and overthink mm. things. And so if I had superpowers, it would probably take me a long time to tell people to. And so okay. let me rephrase then. How long would you be mad at me if I you found out I had superpowers? I didn't tell you. But I told one of our joint friends, because that's actually technically what happened. That would upset me. Uh, see, that might that be. That would I upset me, because it's like, okay, you trust. really got upset. Mm -hmm. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, because, but that being said, and here's the difference, because the reason he found out was because I think he, he was there. He saw it when it yeah, first yeah. manifested, right? And so that's why he, that's why he knew but yeah, it's one of those things where when it happens, you say, hey, so you trust this person, but you don't mm. trust me. But it's always the same thing. Oh, I didn't want you to be hurt. The more the me telling you would have put you in harm's way. And that's what I think they, you still would be mad at me. I. Even if I gave you oh, I don't want you to get. Hurt. I would have a ton of questions, but I also. Like, I'd probably want to be involved in some way. I mean, we're talking, we're talking sidekicks this season, right? Like, like I'm like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, are we talking like you want to be my Robin or you want to be my Alfred or my Oracle, my Lucius Fox? Who are you talking? I just want powers as well. Mm. So, yeah, I'm like, all right, so you have powers, right? So how'd you get them? <laughs> that would be, that would be the thing. I'm like, all right, well, share the wealth. Like, 
Okay, so I probably wouldn't tell you them because I'd be afraid you would like end up accidentally killing yourself trying to get your own superpowers. No, because that would then make me a super. Vi- oh. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think no. you would. You would end. Up you being would help me get powers because I would mention just how there's. I would not be your arch nemesis, but what I would say just is like, hey, you I. We're and dealing it would be with a the direct mo- result of my own. Mm. We're dealing with the multiverse here. Okay, more than one thing can happen in different realities, okay. and there's one reality where I just get the powers with you, and it works the same way it works for the Fantastic Four. But it's like Invincible, where most of the multiverses, you're a supervillain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, but yeah, I think I think I would probably maybe I would react the way she did if if there was someone else that did that knew, yeah. right? But that, like that changes things. It does. Yeah. It does because you feel like someone doesn't trust you, and that's a bad feeling. Like mm-hmm. oh, I feel like I couldn't because even if they say oh, I was trying to protect you, it feels like eh, you didn't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, the the secret keeping is is a huge theme, even outside of just the general communication like you were talking about. I mean, Spider-Man, um, he essentially like he I mean, you see how keeping his secret just gets him in all sorts of trouble, especially the Tobey Maguire ones. I feel like that was a really huge theme there. <sighs> He was always I, stuck between a rock and a hard place, he though. He really was. He really was. I mean, I'm not Except the was... butler that could have told James Franco this the whole time and then waits for the third <laughs> movie after he's hell-bent on killing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, by the way, your father's wounds, they were self-inflicted. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks, dude. I've been trying to kill my best friend for, like, years now, and <laughs> I really appreciate you bringing that to me. You're the worst butler ever, unless you compare to Alfred in Dark Knight's Rises. But anyway. Wow. You know, actually, I was going to say it's been a while since you've dissed that movie, but that's probably not true. Yeah. No. I I diss it every day. I'm just not always being recorded. (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, yeah, so the, the, the secrets. Secrets are a big deal. And I was really happy. That at the end of it, she trusted her family yeah. with this information. Because so many times, the the superhero thing, it always gets like, oh, I keep it a secret from everyone. Mm. And then yeah. w- what becomes a focus later on? The fact that they don't have a support system. Like that happens True. every single True. time. It's like, oh, Spider-Man, a loner. No one knows about it. And then he's suffering because of it, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have anyone to lean on. He doesn't have anyone to bounce stuff off of. Right. And and so I do love that they went ahead and they were like, yeah, this is her origin story. Her family knows they can still do yeah. everything together. They know where she is at night. They. It's not this source of confusion where. Oh, she missed my birthday party and she won't tell me why. Because that gets so frustrating when it's like, oh, my God, just tell them. Just, oh, my God, just 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 tell them that you're a superhero and you were the one that caught their car on the bridge that night. Like, just tell them they'll they will (laughs) completely understand. And that's something if I had superpowers, I would have to tell someone because Mm -hmm. I could not handle my closest friends and family members just being like, you just don't love me. Mm. Right. Because you left my play and just never came back. And you're just telling me that you're sorry. And that you, and now I see you here eating a slice of pizza. I think that in order to pull it off without actually sharing about your superpowers, yeah, you, uh, these people are also terrible liars. So you need to come up with something. You <laughs> they need to always come up, are. They're so terrible. Like come up with something like um, 
I don't know, you have a job where you're on call. Yeah. And, right? Um, There's so many jobs like that where you could, I mean, I guess I was going to say you have a beeper, but I guess it's not beepers anymore. You just wow. have your phone go off. Sorry. <laughs> um, But yeah, you could have a job where you're on call a lot of the time. You could uh, have some sort of diagnosis. Um, I don't know, like IBS, super embarrassing. But you know what? People have it. They deal with it. They figure out a way to manage it. Maybe you have super bad IBS or you have some sort of uh, disorder or something that can flare up. And so you've got to kind of, yeah, just come up with something. But every every time it happens, they're the it it always happens in in combo. They're the worst liars ever. It's like, oh, yeah, I was the best man at my friend's wedding. And I had to leave early because Kingpin was going to blow up the entire city. And then when I make it back, dude, where were you? We needed you. Oh, I had to run to Costco and uh, pick up these breadsticks. And it's like, what, <laughs> what the hell? Like, what did you, what? Like, that's insane. Like, what are you, wait, not insane. Bad word. No, no word. That is interesting. That is, that is <laughs> such ridiculous. A, ridiculous. That such is, a bad excuse, right? But yeah, they no always sense. do. I know. They always they, have yeah, the, the worst, worst excuses and the worst. They're the worst and liars. So I, I think here's one of my issues, too, is that it would take one or two of those instances. And I would just spend an entire week figuring out all sorts of excuses or reasons from then on so that I had better reasoning, but like they never seem to get better at it. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And the thing is, I feel like Kamala gets a pass because high school. Cause she's like 16, 15. I don't know how she is. Yeah. And Marvel, Marvel does a good job of de-aging people because I looked it up. I think she's in her twenties. What? Yeah. She's in her twenties. She's not actually. Yeah. At, they they know how to find people that don't look their age. Because same thing, Tom Holland. Tom Holland is 20s. Like, he's... Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, they do a good job of making them look 15, 16. Mm. And so... Uh, I, I think what's yeah. realistic about her character, too, though, is... I mean, we were giving her a bad rap for just not saying anything. Yeah. But it's a better option than coming up with breadsticks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and it 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 also it blended in with just kind of her general way of trying to deal with things anyway. I mean, yeah. she just react to her mom and not tell her mom was going on and from what I understand, you know, we're all pretty terrible around that age. So, yeah, they, they <laughs> I don't know. You, you end up just feeling for her bumbling around versus being yeah. like, "Wow, dude, that was Yeah. That and, that lie was so bad. Right. You deserve to lose all your friends. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what you get for going to Costco. <laughs> so, but one other thing that I really, really loved and I wanted to touch on too was Bruno got this huge opportunity. Oh yeah. This yeah, yeah. huge opportunity. To, and so many times they throw this out there where either you can go or you can stay and help your friend. And I loved that he was able to do both. Yeah. I love that he was able to do it because what it showed was like, you can be dependable. Mm -hmm. You can, you can be dependable. You can be that good friend. You can be the person that someone leans on while also still living your life and accomplishing your dreams. It doesn't have to be completely one or the other. The same way Kamala is still, she's she's a superhero, yes, but she's still going to go to school. She's still going to be there for her family. And it's, I do love the way that they showed those roles, especially with him, because he was just, he was, he was her, right-hand man this entire time like throughout and even but even at the end he's like okay now that i've helped you i'm gonna go pursue Mm -hmm. this phenomenal opportunity that i have and i really really like that they did that because so many times they do this thing where they're like oh 
look how selfless the best friend is. They gave mm. up their whole life for this person. And I'm like, no, in reality, a lot of the times you just have to find a really good balance. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice that they show him being able to maneuver that and not giving everything up, but also not um, not kind of dipping out early. Yeah. You know, he he still was able to kind of play out this major plot line and everything. And um, yeah, it it's definitely interesting because he is such a confidant for her. Um. I'm assuming they're probably going to do a season two. It'll be interesting to see kind of where they take that. Yeah. I will. Here's one thing I will say about Bruno's character, though, is um, they always have to have the ridiculously smart person who can help sort out what's going on. Um, I think I would have preferred for him to be more of a, an average kid or at least like an average smart kid versus a holy crap. How do you know about genetics? Yeah. Teenager. Yeah. I, I was expecting him to be at, at the very beginning when they first introduced him, I was expecting him to be a fish out of water, mm. like the fish out of water character, but he was just Jack of all trades kind of guy. It was, in my opinion, it was a little ridiculous. I think they had to come up with, what was it, Caltech or whatever, in yeah. order to make sense of how... I mean, first off, how was he testing her DNA in the... Anyway. Yeah, they, there was... Yeah, it was not a perfect show. Because I remember when she's like, what do you know about the multiverse? And I'm like, nothing. He knows nothing about the multiverse. Tony Stark was still trying to figure it out. Like, what are you... Come on. <laughs> Co don't do don't come on really like it was, it was pretty ridiculous that one, yeah. that was funny when they did that because like what do you know about the multiverse i'm like i don't know last time like <laughs> clearly dr strange doesn't know anything about it but maybe this sophomore in high school does there you <laughs> like, go there you was, go See, that you're was asking the wrong people that was wrong yeah people. that was really that was great so I, that was really yeah. funny <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, they always have to have the person who can tie all the things together. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't my favorite. But I do, I'm definitely on board with what you were saying about him being able to find that middle ground. And yeah, it was kind of refreshing too, because there were definitely times where you would expect, oh, here's where the... Yeah. The new evil, like you think Comron's gonna, it's like, oh, he's got powers now. He's gonna turn. Oh no, he's, he's gonna, gonna be the big bad. But it's like dead, and they, yeah, they they kind of flip all this stuff on you. Or like the popular kid who got saved. All of a sudden, sh she knew all along because she's not, you know, she's not oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> and she didn't tell because she was like, hey, the person who saved my life can choose when and how they want to share their story. And I was just all these different unexpected things that were nice. And I was really glad that they did it that way, especially yeah. because culturally, I feel like, you know, Islam Muslims have always like they've, they've been portrayed so wrong so many times mm. and i did not want this show to end with just the one of these characters with that cultural background suddenly just being out of control and not being able mm. to control their emotions and just going full villain because then it's just i feel like it's almost just planning into mm. a, a stereotype right it, it's it's like it's like the angry black man trope in mm. in movies, right? It just kind of yeah. plays into it. And so I was really glad the way that they wrapped this up and Kamran calmed down, was able to get out of there and is kind of just trying to start over, right? Yeah. Instead of making him into like this villainous character after being introduced to us. So I really, I like the way that they wrapped this up because one it is a show about high schoolers but it also shows that like okay yeah they're high schoolers but 
they still can have control over their emotions. They still can get things done. They can still react to things in a grown-up way, even if they're at this age. Because the same way that I said that, like, um, people of different backgrounds are stereotyped, high schoolers are also stereotyped. Like, yeah, you can true. be stereotyped based on your age so much, but what this show, I feel like, showed more than anything is how you can be young, but still have it yeah. together. Like, you're still growing the same way I'm in my 30s and growing and learning to handle mm-hmm. things, right? Yep. And so I really love that they did this to show, like, yes, they're in high school. Yes, they are immature. But yes, they also can hold their own and keep it together, even though so many adults aren't able to. And so I really, I really like that as well. Yeah, that is really neat. Um, and I think too, with Kamala's mom, there are a, a lot of stereotypes about the mother figure who ha- keeps a strong eye on the daughter in particular. Yes. And, and they, they broke that stereotype too, where you just have these ideas of what would happen if she found out about the superpowers and yet she, she the whole family embraces it. Yeah. And, um, and they're so proud of her. It was, and, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It was really good. So yeah, I, I loved this show. I am going to rewatch it because the first time I was watching it through, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure to get this through because I want to, talk about it with the podcast but i feel like whenever i go back and rewatch things i always miss something and i will oh, wrap sure. this up though by saying um I, the eid celebration looks mm. so fun and i hope that i get to go <laughs> to one of those celebrations one day so if you're listening right now and want to invite me to celebrate eid with you just know i'm there in a heartbeat. I want to wear the outfit. I want to do everything that uh, I'm allowed to do. I I want to (laughs) go. It looks so fun. It looks super fun. So yeah, he goes to eat. It'll be an episode. Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.